Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. With each episode, our diverse and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention, together, to breathe, to reflect, and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice that we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Are you interested in advertising with the Action Catalyst? Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Welcome back. This is it. The finale. It is American Idol. I confirm Telescope has certified the result and that a new world record was created with almost 100 million votes cast. Thank you very much, Edward. The winner of American Idol 2009 is Chris Allen. What other introduction could we possibly need more than that? That is who you are about to hear from, Chris Allen, the winner of American Idol back in 2009, a singer-songwriter from Conway, Arkansas. He sold millions of uh, records since that time. He's had several in the in the Billboard, you know, on the Billboard Top 200, Top 100 charts. And Chris, thanks for making some time for us. Yeah, man, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Life pre-American Idol, you know, yeah. you're Arkansas boy, and I, I think you spent a little time doing some sales, right? Was it something with shoes? Yeah, so I worked at, it wasn't uh, all the way shoes, but I, I sold like sports equipment, so we sold running shoes, and I worked there for a long time, and I was one of those employees that they didn't want to make all the way full-time, so I'd work 39 hours a week. I was selling baseball bats and duffel bags and all sorts of stuff, yeah. You almost gave up your singing career before everything happened with the show. Like, what was, is that right? And like, what was going on? I I think that's a little uh, skewed probably, but everything that happened in the music industry felt like it happened millions of miles away and I didn't know exactly how to reach it or how to get towards it. So this, what it was, it was a leap of faith and it was like, you know, if this happens, amazing. If it doesn't happen, I, I was I was still making music and I was doing that kind of regionally. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it, I was going to stop making music because I think at my core, that's what I am. But I think that it was becoming really tough and kind of a strain to make that happen on a career basis because I was I was about to get married. I was like real life stuff was about to happen and I was making zero money from making music. I don't think that music would have stopped. Definitely would not have. But the pursuit of that as a career may have halted in some way. So how did you go from that to going, okay, let's do the competition? Like, <laughs> Well, I decided to do it because I didn't have much else to do that day. <laughs> it was a weekend and I was like, I'm not doing anything the weekend and let me and my brother <laughs> and another friend of mine took a trip and we thought, we took it as like having fun. Like, this is a trip for us. Let's have fun. If nothing happens from it, at least we took a trip and it was good. And then life changed because we decided to drive nine hours to Louisville from Little Rock. People probably are so mad at me that that is, <laughs> that that is like the, how I went and tried out. But that's just the yeah. truth of it. So, so when did you realize this was real? 
So I will say, I will preface all of this with like my memories from that time are so blurry because it all happened so fast and I think my mind didn't know how to take it all in. But, you know, there's there's like the Hollywood week of everything that happens. I tried out and I had made it to, I'd gotten my golden ticket and uh, and I went to Hollywood week. And I think after Hollywood week, I was like, okay, this isn't like a joke anymore. This isn't something that is going to end in end soon, but it's going to be, I think I can make something of this. Like a lot of people are going to see me. A lot of people are going to see me on TV. And not that I wasn't trying hard before. It was like, okay, this is, this is serious. Millions of people are going to watch this, and that's a pretty crazy thing. I was surprised every round. I just saw all the people around me and saw how amazingly talented they were and how awesome they were. And just probably, and a lot of them had better, everyone had a better story than me. I never felt like, oh, I'm good TV. And I knew that going in. I was like, this is a TV show first and a scene competition second because that's TV. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, it was always a surprise to me. I, I worked really hard and did some uh, really hard things during the show. And te- it was a test for myself. You know, coming from a small town and all these things, being in LA, being in LA was its own thing. I, I like LA for the most part, but I still had a lot to learn. And uh, I was a young, <laughs> young, really young person, young, kind of stupid. There was also like random things such as uh, photo shoots and interviews things I'd never done before or video shoots, like think, uh, things I've never imagined that I would do. And it's like, you're just thrown into them and you're doing them every single day. I know those seem easy, but they are still the hardest part of what I do. And they matter. They totally matter. They're, they're a mm. big part. Like, I think all those practical things were, were tough for me from the very beginning where it was like, how do you feel about yourself? What do you think about yourself and talking about yourself? And that was tough. I mean, when you think about what sort of separated you from everybody else, what do you think that was? So I've spent my whole life playing music and starting at eight years old, I was playing viola and I classically trained and spending hours upon hours upon hours learning how to play songs inside of my room where no one could hear me playing guitar and singing and, and writing songs and then even after that, I would go play at bars for hours and hours and hours, playing covers and playing my own songs. I think all that stuff got me ready for that. It was, I know a lot of music and and I think that helped me out a lot. And I think I have a certain, I think all those things kind of just lined up. And I will be the first to say, I'm I'm incredibly lucky that this happened to me and blessed that this did because I don't know if this was the trajectory that I was on. So I'm very, I don't take this for granted. I don't take me being on that show and ultimately winning that show. I do not take it for granted one bit. I I just think that all that experience where I was, I didn't know where it was going to lead me. It just all kind of led me right there on the show. And I was able to take songs and turn them into myself and make people believe them coming from me and not just me singing them or picking out a song that maybe most of the people haven't heard and they go, oh, that's cool. That's that's your song now because I seek out music and I seek out music all the time, especially back then. And I knew that song from 
from once. I knew the the Falling Slowly song from once. And I don't know if a lot of people had heard that song, even though it was like an Oscar winning song. And so when people go come up to me, they go, Chris, I love your song, Falling Slowly. I'm like, thank you. I did not write that song, but uh, I'm glad I could introduce it to you. Uh, <laughs> I think all that stuff just led me to that place, to that on that stage in front of millions of people. And, and I felt pretty prepared most of the time. I really did. I felt incredibly prepared for all those performances. Even the night, like the finals? Yeah. I mean, I felt prepared. Did it always turn out the way that I wanted to? Maybe not. But but yeah, even on the finals, I, was, I wasn't prepared for making it that far or prepared that I was going to win, but I was prepared for my performances. And that's all I could, that's all I had control over. I didn't have control over votes or anything like that. All right. Well, I'm going to, this is the dumbest question ever, but I'm going to ask it. That moment they announce your name that you have just won American Idol. What's going through your head? What is your interpretation of everything that's going on? So everything that happened on the show and even the times that I wasn't on camera, it all felt it all felt incredibly surreal. Um, it felt like this isn't real life. Like I understand that, but I'm going to work hard at it. <laughs> and uh, I, whenever Ryan said my name, I remember, and I think you can see it, I remember being able to breathe. I remember like being able to like exhale, not that thank God this is over. It's like, oh man, like all the pressures of this, of the show are finally done and all like the waiting to see what's going to happen every week. It was kind of elation, but kind of just a an exhale. It was just like, this is, wow. I can go back to like, like me, like there, there are parts of my life, like me and my wife, I had just gotten married before I was on the show and we couldn't live together when I was on the show. Like I'm like, I'm going to be able to live with my wife again. <laughs> I'm going to be like that. That sounds amazing. And I could kind of, and I knew that life was going to change, but it was going to change in a good way. And I think there were, yeah, there was just a lot of, okay, this is good. Like this, this happened and we're very, very happy that it happened. But like, now life can really start to happen, and that was a good thing. You know, I think a lot of times you go, oh, yeah, you know, you win American Idol, and then your life is just easy. And the reality of your story is that right. you have been through some challenges. So what was that, and how did you move through that? I could talk for weeks about that, because that's the most real thing that's ever happened to me. Other than my kids being born, that was like the most real crazy thing. I got, a, I got in a car accident. Um, someone hit me head on, and... I passed out and I remember coming to and my wrist was totally, it was insane looking. And my first thought, my wife's in the car with me. My first thought was her. She was pregnant. And I was like, let's, are you okay? She was like, I think I'm fine. And I remember getting, getting, being able to get out of the car and just having to lay on the ground. And my first thought was, I will never play. I will never play an instrument again. And that, I know that sounds dramatic, but it was like, that was real for me at that time. And it wasn't like, oh, I broke my wrist. It was like, oh, you like really messed it up. Like I've been to doctors and they go, I've never seen that before. Can I use your x-ray for my textbook? And I'm like, oh, awesome. sure, but Thanks. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry that happened to you, but do you mind if I use this photo? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it was, I went through three surgeries that year. It, so the, the wreck actually happened on January 1st of 2004. 13, 2013 or 14. I can't remember now. And I remember having surgery on the 4th of January and I had a whole two month tour plan that started on the 8th of January. 
And I remember going like, how can I make this tour happen? And I did. So I did the whole tour with a cast on. I couldn't play. I was pretty drugged up. And I look back on that and like, maybe I should have rested. But I'm glad I did that because that was like my job as a performer is to perform for people. And I was excited. I, I just put out a record and I was excited about putting it out for people and excited to play those songs for people. And uh, and it was tough and it was all that. But more than anything, though, learning how to play again has been hard. But I will say I feel like I'm a better guitar player now than I was then because it was something that I felt like was going to get taken from me. And I go, no, you're not. Because I care about this so much. And I have spent hours upon hours upon hours of learning, not only learning how to play again, but learning how to be better and learning that like, I was okay back then, but like, if I want to like show that I can get better, I need to get way better. And I have, I, I have a better understanding of how to play. I will say that playing piano is, is still not something I'm incredibly comfortable with because of this. And maybe it will get there, but it's a, it's a more uncomfortable situation. So I'd never imagined you feel, you feel invincible until something like that happens and your and life becomes incredibly real. And all your like physicality becomes incredibly real. It was interesting. It was very interesting. Man, what a ride. And where do you want people to go, Chris, if they want to connect with you, you know, find out about your music and your, 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 where can they see you and all that stuff? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Chris underscore Allen. I'm on Facebook. You can find me on there. I have a website, uh, chrisallenofficial.com. Please, if you want to like come to a show, check the dates on the website. Please come and like come say hey. Like I, I love talking to fans. So, or even if you're not a fan, even if you aren't a fan, I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> we talk about how um, fan you are. That'd be great. If somebody is out there and their wildest dream hasn't come true yet, or maybe they had a dream come true and then like you, they had something that sort of tried to take it away. How would you encourage that person? I like to tell people that I live in Nashville and there's a lot of people in this town that are trying to achieve that dream of music for because that's what they want. I will tell you that like I feel like in searching in the in, in my experience and in what I've done and in searching for your dreams, you will find yours. It may not be the one that you think it is or it might be, but you have to like keep searching for it and you have to keep going after it because you will find happiness that way. You will not find happiness in settling. My parents have instilled that into me so hard and so hardcore. My parents never told me that music would not happen for me or something amazing wouldn't happen for me. They said the same thing to my brother. Both have crazy jobs. And so I, I thank them every day for that. I appreciate your time and appreciate your story, man, and being real. And we just wish nothing but the best for you guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I really, I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. And to stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and on Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. And thanks for listening.